0: You're listening to the Awesome Podcast Network. Ah! It's Halloween, right here on Eighties Revisited. Red, rum, Red, Rob, Red, rum. Oh, red rum. And now your
1: hosts, Trey Harris and Daniel Santangelo.
2: <laughs>
3: Assemble some shells <laughs> and listen to 80s Revisited while you do your work assembling your IKEA product or whatever else you got by going to awesomepods.com and clicking the Amazon link and buying it. Oh, <laughs> right off the bat, out of the way. <laughs> Thank you for listening or watching 80s Revisited, as the case may be, this week, everybody. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Harris, and the other, Danielson Angela, and a producer with us as always. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here, Jesse Sedgley No, you wouldn't. <laughs> You're like God. <laughs> And I'm Jesus, and you can be the Holy Spirit.
2: <laughs> Trinity. Yeah. The Pod Father. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I, I just can't shake this
3: bug as well. I know it's been a whole week, and you're <laughs> s- still sick. If if you're still behind the curtain, if you're this sick next week, I really think you probably should go to the doctor. Well, we'll see. Promise me. Been taking some meds. <laughs> so. But yes, the fourth film of our frightfully fantastic festival of films: Nightmare on Elm Street. The original classic, not the poorly, poorly made, terrible remake of a couple of years back, but the original Nightmare. I didn't see the remake. Same here. Don't
2: you have to get into it? No.
3: Well, I'll talk about it later. But anyway, mm. let's talk about the good one. Original Nightmare on Elm Street. The original came out November sixteenth, nineteen eighty-four. Ooh. Yes, I know. Very interesting fact. <laughs> IMDb gives it a 7.5 Rotten Tomatoes critics 95% 79% audience okay now get now, first of all remember last week's film Night of the Creeps estimated budget was 5 million estimated it could have been way below that it could have been more than that couldn't find any concrete info <coughs> the budget mm. for Nightmare on Elm Street 1.8 million yeah. estimated again so but that was from multiple sources I double checked to make sure that wasn't a typo Opening weekend, $1.2 million. Domestic gross, 26.5. million. Couldn't find any worldwide figures. But nevertheless, it made roughly 25 times its budget back. <laughs> Mad bank. And I'll get into that a little bit later, too, because that's a very important thing to note about this movie, that it made a shit ton of money. As opposed to what it cost to make.
2: <laughs> money. The Blair Witch the money. money. Money,
3: money, 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 money. <laughs> money. Uh, written and directed by horror icon and legend Wes Craven of course he also did Scream but also many people might not remember that he also did Swamp Thing and oh, also really? the Gloria Estefan classic Music of the Heart <laughs> which was they made a big deal when he did it like oh horror icon Wes Craven is directing this drama movie was it Music of the Heart or did I just pull that out of my ass that's Ryder yep you're right I was right bam yeah so uh, but if you do look at his history you see all these horror movies and you see Music of the Heart and then he went straight back to horror <laughs> <laughs> keep it up um, starring as Freddy Krueger the only well I can't say I honestly can't say that but the only person that should play Freddy Krueger I'll say that Robert Unglund. Uh of course he was also in the miniseries V from the 80s also a villain in The Mangler Wishmaster pretty much he plays villains rightfully so because he is one of the greatest villains of all time in the persona of Freddy Krueger Frederick James Krueger I don't know what it's <laughs> <made> <laughs> great. i adding one uh, and then at, uh, John Saxon the uh, front balding comb over uh, John Saxon <laughs> from Enter the Dragon was Lieutenant Thompson Heather Camp before she got pretty was Nancy in this film of course she was in the Nightmare sequels and before the television she got show pretty. Just the Ten of Us oh yeah in Nightmare 3, she returned, she, uh, looking pretty good. And then, of course, New Nightmare, she looked really good. She grew into her face. Mm. <laughs> uh, and the first film of none other than Jonathan Depp as Glenn. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, recent Lone Ranger, Pirates of the Caribbean, and Edward Scissorhands, and many, many other iconic roles, usually with Tim Burton. He's doing all right. Yeah, he kind of he broke out, mm-hmm. went his own way in, from this cast. He was the Harrison Ford of this cast. Uh, Amanda Weiss was Tina. She was also in Better Off Dead and Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And Jesu Garcia, I don't have any idea how you pronounce his first name. uh, J-S-U. Yeah. That's (laughs) how you say it. Okay. Just like a college. (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) He was Rod or R-O-D. He was also when we were were soldiers and collateral damage. Anyway, so Daniel, and this is a, of of course, you know, we like to do movies that you haven't seen, but this is an extremely well-known, popular movie. Have you ever seen this one before until you've watched it for no. the podcast? <laughs> but you knew. something like, like Star Wars. I mean, you could identify anything. a picture of Freddy Krueger. Yes. You wouldn't be like one of those people on Jimmy Kimmel or Conan where they show a picture of, you know, random celebrities and a politician. Everybody gets the <laughs> celebrities, but then get the politician. You'd be able to guess, like, oh, that's, yeah. Fred, that's Frederick James Krueger, and <laughs> that's Darth Vader, <laughs> that's Jack Burton. Yeah, I would get that. Et cetera. That's... Livia Newton-John. <laughs> definitely Can I keep that picture, please? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, never seen it before. So tem- before you watch this, what did, what did you know? You obviously knew Freddy Krueger has a hand knives or a glove with knives yeah, on. Yeah, I him.
2: mean I know his character definitely. Yeah, um,
3: but you didn't know kind of any what his deal was, so to speak, or anything. Yeah, I guess pretty much. Okay, so kind of going into it like that, you know, haven't you have an idea but no specifics. What did you think? Of the original Nightmare on Elm Street,
2: uh, it would it would probably get into my, like top fifteen, top ten horror movies. Wow, I I, love, I thought it was really really good.
3: Okay, so real quick, while you in relation to The Shining, like I still like The Shining more. Yeah, in relation to The Fly, because I know that was one you really liked last
2: year. Ooh, they're probably close to the same. Gotcha. Um, but you So
3: so far this year, well, you like The Lost Boys too. I mean, yeah. So. <clears throat>
2: this year so far this has been your favorite I only got one more it's, to go it's pretty close uh, Lost Boys I, I I would say this is my favorite by a little bit so I would agree with that Um, like the first death scene is awesome
3: I mean there, there are two death scenes in this film that are legendary basically yeah. of course Tina's where she's they're in a giant gimbal and the room's rotating yeah uh, she's going at the walls and everything. That's, and then, that's of the course, Johnny Depp's.
2: Yeah. I knew nothing about like some of those death scenes. So mm-hmm. that was like, I was like, oh, you know, that was cool. <laughs> um, I like how uh, Tina, kind of in the first one, uh, she dies. Spoiler well, alert. 20 Twilight minutes alert, into yeah. the movie. I mean, it's a wall. She, yeah. But you think she's the main character. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to touch I on that. I like that. that. And yeah. then she's, oh, she's dead. <laughs> All right. That's not the main character. Exactly. It's one of those things. Um. There's a a couple of little things. Uh, you want to give your assessment, and then I'll go ahead? Oh, and,
3: go ahead. I mean, I, it's one of the greatest war movies ever made, in my opinion.
2: Yeah. And Freddy is Freddy's an awesome. icon. There was a couple of things. Uh, at the beginning, this is for people who, of course, have seen this a lot. When Johnny Depp hears the noises when he's uh, at Tina's house, if I, mm-hmm. I believe. Tina's house. You mean and, the noises outside where yeah. he goes and investigates? Yeah. If you look closely... Um, before Rod, like, runs in and tackles him. You could see Rod. You could see his leg. And as soon as you see his leg, he moves away. Oh, like the as the camera's moving? Yeah, like the camera's, be in the, shot? the camera's kind of panning, and then you see his leg, and you see him move real quick. His le- <laughs> I don't That's know, I but... noticed that the very first time I watched it. <clears> they <throat> need to do that for you a living, it. I am telling you, if you're sick <laughs> next week, you need to go to the doctor. <laughs> oh, the the random things Uh, the fact that all these things she goes through to try to stay awake the coffee pot that's down below her nightstand I mean you can't smell it her mom can't smell it what are
3: you doing in there nothing mom
2: (laughs) just just uh, grounding up you know (laughs) like it's like she has the highlights mom is It was the 80s coffee was a new drug mom was very weird but she looked familiar to me but I don't remember anything she was in. I uh, didn't even bother it, putting her on there on like my list. It would be up. It's a uh, Marge uh, Thompson. I, she was very she's very odd in general, and she's her acting unusual was looking gear
1: too. Yeah, and she's just she gave up in 1990. <laughs> Maybe, is she still alive? Let's check that first. Yeah, she's yeah alive. she is. Okay, she is. this
3: <laughs> makes That's her... a good way of saying she <laughs> died 1990 <laughs> tragic <laughs> car accident. She gave up on life. <laughs> Yeah, but I'd recognize her if I saw her anything and I didn't remember her from anything else that I'd after ever seen. After school
1: special. I, always, I forgot Divorced all those. kids blues. If the,
3: after, if the after school special wasn't something I could instantly
2: relate to, I immediately went outside. I wonder if <laughs> uh, any women like during that bathtub scene was like, did they worry
3: about that? Akin <laughs> <laughs> to how after watching Ghost Shark on the sci-fi channel, I'm terrified of drinking water and the shark coming through that water and eating me. It's probably akin to that fear, I'm sure, but... Yeah, again, and one thing about Nightmare that sets it apart in a lot of ways from... not a, a, or Let me rephrase that. One of the things that makes it the cream of the crop as in horror movies go, when I, when I say cream of the crop, it's up there with The Exorcist, The Fly, The Shining, Psycho, the original Halloween, uh, is that it's very well done. Yes. Directed, especially... Uh, I don't think Wes Craven's ever directed anything better than this first film. Uh, well, like we mentioned, the death scenes—just there, there are so many shots of this movie that that are iconic. <laughs> the hand, like the hand coming out of the tub. I mean, that's one of
2: they did. Have that's a very famous a, scene. That was that made me laugh more than it scared me. Was at the very end. Which one? Whenever he grabs a mom and pulls her through oh, the yeah. little window. <laughs>
3: Now right. oh, again, remember, <coughs> Night of the Creeps. We estimated five million budget, and it had some it had some great effects, yeah. but B, still on a kind of a B movie level. This movie, you know, estimated one point eight. Let's call it estimated two million. Had phenomenal effects. Mm. Uh, not unique. Oh, I mean, unique is a good word, but. Uh, very out of the uh, out of the ordinary type effects. Like one of my favorite effects from this film, one of my favorite scenes is when Nancy's dreaming and he comes through the wall. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. And like you know, you know exactly that she's you know it's it's done so well. Mm-hmm. And all that was was a sheet of latex, put up. You know, it kind of the edges are hidden in the yeah. shadows, and then it's, that's actually not Robert Englund playing Freddy right there. That's one of the stunt, uh, one of the special effects people pushing his face against it and doing <laughs> all that, and that's amazing effect. Uh, of course, the tub scene is there's a tub, there's a pool under the tub and she's like, you know, sitting in like a saddle or, you know, Uh part of it and then they can act under it and everything. Um, But the biggest thing about this movie, of course, is they're called gimbals. Uh, And that's where the, the camera doesn't move but the room, the entire room rotates. But just like they did on the fly where he's like, where he's kind of almost fully metamorphosized and he's like walking on the wall. Again, you know, if you're looking at it from behind the camera... (laughs) The entire room is on a gigantic, like funhouse thing, like in Greece, like the tunnel, and the room's moving, but the camera is. Sometimes it's 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 not moving away from the gimbal, or it's actually mounted to the gimbal, in a way to where it moves. Actually, I think maybe that's what it is. I might be mistaken. The camera's mounted to it, so the room and the camera are moving, but the act. Yeah, I, I misspoke. But the actor is in free, to I mean, or forced to obey gravity as the room that changes.
2: Jamiroquai video. Where that was only the, one where the
3: floor was like the floor was
1: a. Uh, Fred, like,
3: treadmill was, thing what, or Oh,
2: what's the big
1: one that... Bye 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 sync? They did it Oh, in okay, okay, video. I got you. I was just loading it up to show you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking posers.
2: <laughs> this be
3: like Freddy. God. I hate NSYNC. <laughs> I'm, <I>, like... <sighs> but here's the thing. I love the Backstreet Boys. I hate I, NSYNC. I'd much rather NSYNC than no, the Backstreet yes, Boys. No way. Jumping on the walls and stuff. Even after watching This is the End, you still prefer yes. NSYNC. I couldn't stand Nick, I couldn't stand Nick Carter. I, I no, back, and back in this day, I couldn't stand any one of these motherfuckers. <laughs> Every one of them, just like so and Timberlake back then, look, it's so douchey looking with his Jufro. and it's just and then Chris Kirkpatrick's like what? 40 years old in a boy band back then. <laughs> and it's so over melodramatic in their video. It's just like the Backstreet Boys—they get off but a plane. It, it was goofy,
2: you
3: know. They're in space, like doing weird things, but it's all. Anyway, we're talking about night on Elm Street, <laughs> not this shit, not boy fans. We're just but... referring to
1: the room in the video.
3: <laughs> and The chicks were hotter in the Backstreet Boy videos,
1: in my opinion. All right, just just saying, you know. Write in if you disagree. You send us an email: asiavisit@gmail.com
3: with post your opinion. we on the Twitch
1: page right now.
3: Uh, anyway. But I'm glad you like this movie. Rightfully so. It's a close modern to, art masterpiece. Close to
2: 11 this movie.
3: And uh, let me ask you this. Because you really like this one, are you interested at all in any of the Nightmare sequels? Should I? <laughs> Some <laughs> of them, yes. Skip two. Skip two? Three and four are really good. But the the, the thing, the greatest thing about the Nightmare on Elm Street sequels is that... Uh, i will get into this in trivia too, but originally Freddy was not supposed to talk. He was supposed to be a silent killer like Voorhees and Myers, and just kind of stalk his prey. But you know, in this one, he has you know you see some of that black humor. But aside from two, in each subsequent sequel, it gets taken more and more uh-huh. over the top to where it gets so amazing. <laughs> like the uh, like one of, one of the greatest kills in cinema history, I would say is. Uh, there's this dude in part three who likes to make puppets. So, of course, Freddy's going to kill you based on something about you. So the dude's sleeping in his nightmare. His veins rip out of his skin, his legs. And so then Freddy's puppeting him out of a window like he commits suicide. You know, everybody else sees him and he looks like he commits suicide. <laughs> but when you see what Freddy's doing, he's, you know... it's
1: Like in the Bye 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 video.
3: Oh, yeah, they were married. See, they totally... They're just like, hey, we're like a boy band and... and- Freddy Krueger's kind of cool, so maybe we can do some things from that movie. Except we don't die.
1: Make it more action-y. Yeah.
3: melodramatic. I'm going to fall and laugh and do stupid stuff. I guess you don't want it that way. I I want it
2: the way that the Backstreet Boys Boys want it. No, that's what I'm talking about. You do want it that way.
0: Yes,
3: but good point, Jesse. That video is a complete (laughs) ripoff of Nightmare on Elm Street in the franchise but you definitely should see some oh, other right. ones and I'll let you borrow if you want to watch some of them just let me know yeah. uh, two's worth watching once but never again just to say like you uh. like you could skip it like what, what most sequels as in like the well Halloween franchise do kind of play off each other a little bit but uh Friday the 13th like you don't need to see, you only really need to see the first one and then mm. it all makes sense so you, yeah he comes back you can't kill him he comes back how'd you kill him this time Although, of course, you know the only thing that you need to know is why is he at the bottom of the lake with a chain around his neck? Because that's what happened in the, the last one, or whatever. Nope. But <laughs> but the nightmare sequels are probably more. I mean, the things themes are enjoyable because they're silly. I mean, how's he going to kill these people this time? In a camper in Manhattan. But uh, Freddy's dark humor gets exponentially funnier, mm. and that's what this. The original Nightmare, I mean, that's Freddy Krueger, but it's not what most people think of when they think of Freddy Krueger. You more so think of him, how silly he is. Like in part six, one of the... You know, to date it, uh, this one kid likes playing video games. So he basically, you know... Of course, what we're seeing is him, this dude jumping like Mario through reality. Like jumping and hitting his head through the wall. (laughs) You know, like a a real... Like somebody, he just became Mario. But of course, it shows Freddy... You know CNN, like it's like it's like that old show with uh, JD Roth, Nick Arcade, or whatever it was. like they're on, you know, obviously the kids are on a green screen. Yeah, you know, I mean, doing yeah, that know stupid shit. That. But uh, but you know, then it shows Freddy and he has his glove, but he has a Nintendo Power Glove connected to it, <laughs> and he's like the Power Glove. Now I'm playing with power. So I mean, it's all sorts of references, and it's just Freddy is. I want you to see the connection we're gonna have in a little bit. Oh shit. I better move it along then Stop gushing with my love for Freddy. Uh, but anyway, uh, glad to hear that you liked it. Uh, there's some interesting trivia about this movie. I didn't look at any of it. So. Oh, good. Mm. Did you happen to notice that the word Elm Street is never mentioned in this film? I thought about asking that while we were here. That they I. do not say it. Now, there are other, in the other films, it's referenced like, oh, this, it, all, it started with that house on Elm Street or
0: burr 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 burr.
3: Uh... That this is really, like, uh, one thing I like about Wes Craven is he brings a lot of his experiences into his films, like, but in weird ways, such as Freddy Krueger's an amalgamation of basically three things uh, That with Wes Craven. Uh, the inspiration was, uh, first of all, Fred Krueger was a schoolmate of Wes Craven, and they shared a paper out and actually, he would bully Wes Craven, mm-hmm. so there you, got, there you got the name, Fred Krueger, uh, in a the film that kind of put Craven on the uh, on the map last house on the left uh there was a villain in it called Krug K R U G which obviously he probably drew from the same guy that he got Fred Krueger from uh but Freddy's appearance and this is fucking creepy he got the the look of Freddy from when he was a little boy some random bum or hobo like stared at him through his window at his house <clears throat> like and scared him and he that's what Freddy Krueger looks like not burned of course you know All right. On recognition, uh, true, but um, that's where you got that from. Uh, now remember, I told you to pay attention to how much money this movie made as opposed to how much it cost.
1: Uh, do you know the nickname for New Line Cinema? The people who made Turtles, <laughs> they they did every time I see that, I always think Ninja Turtles. My mm-hmm. watch about but, to watch Ninja Turtles. New Line Cinema was going to fold as a
3: company, they had unsuccessful films, they were losing money. Then... Nightmare on Elm Street happened. Huge hit. Spawned obviously spawned a huge franchise. Nuon Cinema is known as the house that Freddy built <laughs> because it it's that they survived as a company because of Freddy Krueger. It's like Square Softwood.
2: Let me try this one more RPG. Yeah, let's <laughs> make this
3: <laughs> one more Final.
2: We'll imminent, call it Final we'll Fantasy. Call it final it's the last
3: fantasy. one. Whoops. <laughs> God is not without his irony. Um. But yeah, and, and it should be noted too that Nightmare on Elm Street was the first major cinematic production of New Line Cinema. the you know, widely distributed and all that, and paid off big time for them. Uh yeah, like I mentioned before, Kruger was initially designed to be kind of silent, which thank God he wasn't, because you know, that's why that's why you don't have Jason versus Michael. Because what are they gonna do? <laughs> sound effect sound, they don't fucking talk so you can't have both of them in a movie unless you have Freddy in there or you have Pinhead or Ash like the big the big wet j- fandom dream was for a while after Freddy versus Jason when that was going to be Freddy versus Jason versus Ash and Pinhead was going to be in it wow which should have happened and should still happen cuz Freddy versus Jason mm-hmm. was awesome no matter what anybody else says now this is pretty interesting there's some black market prop dealer that probably has this. But the original, original glove, the very first one I've seen in this movie was also used in Nightmare on Elm Street 2. It was also hanging in the the work shed in Evil Dead (laughs) 2. Because of course Evil Dead's referenced in this movie because Nancy's watching it. And then remember when we talked about Evil Dead 2, there's Freddy's glove in that movie hanging in the work shed uh, because he referenced it in Nightmare on Elm Street so Rami did it again. But when they went to get it, use the glove for Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, they couldn't find it. So maybe Sam Raimi still has it or something, but the original glove, nobody knows where it is. Ooh. Like I said, some black market prop dealer probably sold it to some wealthy industrialist overseas for a million dollars or something. Who yeah, likes scary movies. Yeah. Uh, as no, so it should be no surprise, but over 500 gallons of fake blood
2: were used for this movie. Mainly for one scene. A lot and oh. much real blood. <laughs> a couple quarts. Couple quarts. Yeah. I Wonder it's, how much they use. I know the one scene, but in the hallway at school. Yeah. That was a long stretch. And they're Dragging mm. it. But of
3: course, Johnny Depp scene. I mean, it's mm. akin to him shooting his hand in Evil Dead too. <laughs> I mean, the the blood geyser that comes out of the bed. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, this is interesting. It's funny to see how, kind of the horror alumni kind of tie in together. West Craven actually helped Sean S. Cunningham uh, by working on a few shots in the original Friday the 13th. uncredited, of course, I believe. Uh, so Sean Cunningham actually repaid the favor and did a couple of like pickup shots for this film. Hmm? So hmm. even before there was an, you know Freddie was an icon, Jason was an icon. their universes were connected behind the scenes, so to speak. Hmm. Uh, other people that Heather Lagenkamp can't beat for the role of Nancy included such alumni of this program as Jennifer Gray. Demi Moore, Courtney Cox and Tracy Gold, <laughs> Mike Seaver's sister. <laughs> right, lost out to Heather Lakin Camp. And it should—it really should be noted too that uh, one thing about this movie. Now, it's not real that. Well, it's real that uh, somebody can escape from a mental institution and, and hunt their family down and kill them. But they couldn't survive six gunshot wounds, fall off a building, come back five more times, or be like Jason and drown, come back years later, etc. Be a zombie, basically. Mm-hmm. However, the idea of people dying in their sleep from, you know, lack of a term, night terrors or something, is an actual thing, which I will now read this, and it's rather lengthy, but it's, it's, uh, this is the fact that's in the fiction. So it's, it's really Time cool. Time to educate you guys. Uh, West Cameron came up with a basic idea for the movie from several newspaper articles printed in the LA Times over a three-year period. And it was all about a group of <laughs> Cambodian refugees with the Hamong tribe, uh, many who were... Uh, who died from horrific nightmares. Uh, they had come to America to escape the reign of Pol Pot, who was basically a mass murderer, for those who don't know. Uh, within a year of arriving from there, from the United States, three people had died. Uh, the same was It was the same in each of the three cases. They were young, otherwise healthy men. They'd have a nightmare. Then they'd refuse to sleep for as long as possible. Upon finally falling asleep from exhaustion, they'd awoke screaming and then die immediately. Autopsy results revealed that they had not died from anything because of heart failure. They had simply just died. No explanation. It was this lack of a cause which intrigued Craven so much that he brought it into this film, used it as a way to explain that. Uh, and, but it, this is of dual note. Medical authorities have since called the phenomenon Asian Death Syndrome, a variant of Sudden Unexpected Death Syndrome, and Brugada Syndrome. So if somebody Asian, you know huh? is Asian and that you hear them scream, and they don't want to sleep, get them medical attention immediately. <laughs> Freddy Krueger is after them.
1: This is why I don't sleep much, I guess. <laughs> he hates Asians.
3: <laughs> Jesse.
2: <laughs> it's half
1: of me, anyway. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so does this say based on a true story at the beginning? No. It should. <laughs> would...
3: But again, Nancy, is nobody's Asian in this film. There's a severe lack of uh, Asians. yeah. So had he thrown sure. in, you know, a couple of Asians, it... You know, literally could have been based on a true story. Cause we don't know what killed him. Yeah. This this could be there are stranger things that have happened. As good as uh, any. And this is interesting. Freddy's look is iconic, of course. The glove, the fedora, burned face, and his Chris- <clears throat> shit, sorry. Christmas sweater, <laughs> which is red and green. And it should be noted at first Wes Craven wanted him to be in a red and a yellow sweater. So and strangely enough, the idea for that came from none other than the DC comics character Plastic Man. Who could you know he he turn into anything but whatever he turned into was going to be red and yellow. Right. Craven carried that over into Freddy which he does it still happened whatever he turns into has that color scheme the green, yeah. red and green like the uh the Hall wearing the vest or the hood of the uh, I mean the convertible top that comes down at the end uh is got the Freddy pattern on when you realize that it is it is a dream still. So he's plastic man basically an e- the evil plastic man. <laughs> but uh Craven decided to change the color from uh the red and yellow Uh, Because he read an article that in 1982 that the two most contrasting colors to the human retina are red and green. So that's why it's red-green striped instead Mm. of red and yellow. Like McDonald's. Yeah. Freddy could have been the mascot. (laughs) Kids, get your new holiday horror (laughs) meals. Five new toys with gruesome death actions. (laughs) I would buy every one of them. Damn right. <laughs> uh, should be noted, too, that ranked, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street ranked number 17 on the 100 Scary Movie Moments list uh, by Bravo. And Freddy Krueger was ranked a criminally <laughs> low number 40 on the AFI 100 Years, 100 Heroes, and Villains list. Horrible. Way too low. I don't have anybody else on that list to tell you he was ranked higher, but I know, I'm sure Darth Vader was. Uh, deservedly so, but there's a lot of people I know that were probably higher than Freddy that should not have been because... He's Freddy fucking Krueger. Dark Helmet. Yep. No. <laughs> he should be like right under, just right a under. little bit under. All right. <laughs> I mean, he almost killed an entire planet.
1: Yeah. Literally. Like almost.
3: Making them choke, and die, yeah. lack it's of like oxygen. oxygen. But uh, funny too. A uh, few things of note. Uh, in the end, where the car, the convertible roof comes down Good. and it hits. Uh it wasn't supposed to come down that fast and their reaction when they all jump was real Uh, and they start laughing after it, and she kind of ends the scene kind of cuts quick after that because obviously they probably said something that wasn't in character uh, but that was a genuine reaction but you mentioned how you could see uh, what's the dude's name Rod's leg in that one scene Uh, did you notice when Freddy's in the real world and fight Nancy in the house which this movie also is the real home alone by the way (laughs) like if those burglars would have broken into Nancy's house there wouldn't have been a sequel (laughs) they would be dead (laughs) Uh, but anyway, uh, when she first throws, or Freddie falls off the stairs, you can clearly see in the corners of the screen, the mattress on the stairs. Uh, when he, when uh, he hits, it comes into frame clearly. Uh, I'm like, why, I'm like, I didn't, I'm I probably noticed it before, but I'm watching my wife I'm like, holy shit, you see the mattress? And rewind, like it's, it's very blatant. <laughs> and there's a mattress there. And the one thing I didn't write down, but I did read and it's definitely worthy of note because, uh, stunt people, stunt men, uh, they have probably one of the most difficult jobs on a set. They have to go out there and risk their lives, and people have died doing stunts. But the, uh, the scene in this movie where uh, they're in the boiler room, or not the boiler room, but the basement of her house, and she lights Freddy on fire, and he's on fire, and he walks up the stairs, and then she pushes him down, he rolls down the stairs, and then walks up the stairs again. That scene was the longest, up until that time, the longest burn time that somebody, a stuntman, had burned and that stunt of him being fully engulfed in flames, walking up the stairs, falling down the stairs, and then walking back up them all still while on, flame, on fire was when him, the stuntman, the award for the best stunt of the year. Oh, no. Nice. For this year. So hats off to you, buddy. Uh, I thought <laughs> I, I guess I didn't put it on my sheet because I had his name, but it's on IMDb uh, if you're interested. But it is, when you, and when you do watch it, it is a good stunt. It was one take because, of course, everything he's touching is setting on fire as well. So they had to, <laughs> to get it. And uh, you can clearly tell it's not Robert Unglund yeah. as he's much he, fatter he, he ate, and his yeah. head's fatter. <laughs> uh, but then again, Freddy is a shapeshifter uh, in some regard. I think it was that Anthony Anthony something name. We're looking we're looking it up here, yeah. whatever it was. Anthony I think Ciceri. I think that was him. Stunt coordinator, yeah, yeah, that uh, did that stunt. But hats off, great stunt. Uh, so, Daniel, that probably does it for the trivia and everything. Uh, in the real world, let's see, again, November 16th, 1984, ten days before this movie came out on November 6th was when Ronald Reagan won re-election by defeating Walter Mondale in the, uh, I think it was the largest uh, percent of the popular vote since Richard Nixon. He got, uh, Reagan got 59%, uh, Nixon got 61%, 72 And Reagan carried all 49 states in the electoral college, Mondale only won his home state of Minnesota by a mere 3,761 votes. I think that was at that time, that election was like one of the biggest landslides in recent history, and it's usually referenced as such. But now is it time for a sports, or is it a video game? What is it? You've been very mysterious. Video game. Uh-oh. <laughs> video game <laughs> rewind. <laughs> There's some confusion out there. That's when you blow the NES cartridge <laughs> to get
2: Zelda to work. Video game rerun, brought to you by Amazon.com. <laughs> well, yeah, AwesomePaws.com. Just, just go to AwesomePaws.com and there's a link to Amazon. If you buy anything through that link on Amazon, Jesse gets a nice little
1: little bitty cut from it. Well, the show does. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: we yeah we all get a cut
3: just. Uh, yeah, recently got my nice shiny Pacific Rim copy in from Amazon. Four percent yeah. of that went straight back to our pockets. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Um, you know, it can get up to ten percent once we start making some real money. Oh, so oh, help you, us out, guys. You, knew, you do know the percentage? Huh? It's four. Oh, right I now. did not know that.
3: Okay. Oh, that's that's because we were recording Do Attack. That's why. Yeah. Oh. And I, for some reason, thought you knew that.
1: So nope. it's, it's not a huge amount, but it can get up to ten if we start doing pretty good. So help up. us out, guys. Not bad. Not bad. By the way, Jesse, any mouth 47 cents <laughs> back from my specific
2: like 50 cent, 59 cents um, We all know I'm not good at math <laughs> What I was going to say Is You were kind of talking about The Power Glove Nintendo uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Came out in November 16th 84 Of course he wasn't born in 84 But on November 16th The great Shigeru Miyamoto Did I say that right? Close was, enough Shigeru. None of us are... It. Shigeru. Shigeru? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> Miyamoto, whatever. I always uh-huh. just
3: call him Miyamoto.
2: That's his birthday. Nintendo Aww. guy. He is 60, or he, he will be 61 uh, this coming. Yeah, he's the father of... Not the father. You know What do you call it? Yeah. I mean, he's considered, he's the father of Mario, the Zelda, um, uh, Donkey Kong. I mean, definitely like as far as Asian designers go, like he's like hey, uh, God. Uh, one of those people watching us is Andrea. I love you, Andrea. Hey. All right. <laughs>
1: hey. <laughs> Unless you tuned out already. Yeah, maybe. Um, she could always type right there, and we we'll see it. You know, in that little chat off to your right on twitch.tv TV slash That's where we're broadcasting right now. So if you're listening to this in podcast form, we're probably sorry, offline. You it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um. I'm getting a text back from her right now. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> well,
1: she should just post in the, in the uh, room. Anyway, but, continue. Yeah, but most people consider Miyamoto to be, you
3: know, the god of video games. Definitely. Uh, his American counterpart is usually uh, Will... Uh... Oh, shit. Feral. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. What's his damn name? Will uh, Glasses, Sims, and... Oh.
2: Uh, Will... Oh, my God. I, I know exactly what you're talking um, about. Oh, We'll, well, God. Well, right. right. Yeah.
3: Spore and everything. Yeah. He's sort of the uh, kind of like an American contemporary in a way. Some people also gave Newell from uh, Valve. Uh, but yeah, Miyamoto is. Is that
2: Molyneux or whatever? Yeah. Uh, no, some that something. dude's.
3: Hit, well, not uh, He's anymore, pumping huh? his own uh, ego.
2: Okay. Fable will be the greatest RPG ever made. That's how he talks.
3: He's English, so uh, oh, which game? Uh, the Metal Fable. Gear
2: guy was always kind of you knew his name, yeah. Uh, Kojima. Kojima.
3: Well, my, the thing you know, Miyamoto kind of developed a formula that worked, so to speak, mm. as far as like a game, like you know, Zelda, Donkey Kong, that kind of stuff. Uh, whereas Kojima was almost sort of like a rebel, in a sense, like. And you know, I mean, not a rebel that makes him sound like you. Know, he's gonna come in with a leather jacket, collar upturned, he cigarette
2: does. He looks like one if you ever like look at some pictures. <laughs>
3: but uh, more, uh, much more. Not that Miyamoto's not innovative, but Kojima has done a lot of innovative things for the genre, uh, breaking the fourth wall, so to speak, and that kind of stuff. Especially with games like Metal Gear Solid, and all that kind of, all that kind of fun stuff and whatever. But yeah, glad to have Miyamoto on the Earth.
1: Anyway, that was. (laughs) Video Game Rewind. Uh, And of course,
3: Back to the Future for this uh, for Halloween Horror Ho Down Hoot Nanny.
2: That's four points.
3: I was trying to think of another one Hideousness. No, it doesn't fit. I should have thrown that in there sooner. Uh, I like to ask a question, you know, related to the genre, just to see what everybody thinks. Mm-hmm. And, of course, this this week was Nightmare on Elm Street, which is the, you know, the first appearance of one of the most iconic, not only horror characters, but film villains of all time. So, my question to you guys is, what's your favorite horror villain? Like, specific, you know. Of course, you got the big ones. You got Michael Myers, Jason, Freddy, Jigsaw, Pinhead. Dracula, you know, uh this, the Creeps from Night of the Creeps, <laughs> the thing. What's your what's your personal favorite?
1: Voldemort. Getting <laughs> not a
3: horror
2: movie. <laughs> Probably the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. That's not a horror <laughs> I mean, movie. It is technically. <laughs> well, I mean, like it's a you comedy. could horror say like Large Moore scared that. Sh- she scared me more than anybody ever. Yeah, not a scary m- movie per se. <laughs> I don't know. That's a, tough, that's a tough one.
1: Twitch listeners, go ahead and respond and, with your Scarlet favorite. doll, we rock, and she loves us. <laughs> Somebody else
2: is watching now, too.
1: That's on Twitch right now, yeah. Hey, Twitch listeners, tell us your favorite horror.
2: Anyway, while movie. y'all are thinking. Yeah,
3: while y'all are uh, thinking. <laughs> uh, my favorite is obviously Freddy. Freddy. He's... Because... It's... A, it, he, Jason's funny because like he'll pick up people in a sleeping bag and beat them to death against a tree and then kind of stare at it and like... Derm de you know, bo- body language. Especially when King, he's played by Kane Hodder. But uh, Freddy is... He's like, you know... He's the sick, twisted, evil comedian who... You're watching terrible things happen, but he'll make you laugh. He's, and he's... Honestly, he's really the only horror villain that, aside from the homicidal aspect of a personality has a personality. Uh, actually I will have to call myself. Hannibal Lecter. Not he's not my favorite, but I mean he does have that uh, he says that civilized side. I'm going to eat your brains with some caviar. And, yeah. But you know, he's extremely intelligent, but then will do the sickest shit you've ever seen. <laughs> so but there's like him and Freddie are a unique ilk among their kind.
2: Freddie would probably be up there even though I've only really seen one movie on them. Mm-hmm. So I mean Jason, Michael Myers, yeah
3: they're cool, but Yeah, they don't have I'm any, just gonna walk yeah. over here up, I'm in the closet. You know, or whatever. Scarlet doll brings up Chucky. Chucky's funny. Chuck but it's I think it's what, Chucky's enjoyment What about the
2: clown from It?
3: Oh that's because oh that's because it's Tim Curry. I mean <laughs> by, that
1: alone makes it awesome. Yeah. Just Tim Curry. As him.
2: Yeah. I mean
3: Tim Curry is a villain. He's a villain like everything. <laughs> Even Clue, you know. I think he's the Who good guy the different. whole time. And then the real the third final sure. ending. You're like, no, no. That's true. He masterminded it all. Spoilers for a movie we haven't <laughs> done on the podcast yet. Oh, You're forgetting everything we just said about It's okay, Clue. it's okay. There's multiple endings. <laughs> uh, I wa- watched
2: Clue. <laughs> I watched Clue and Andrew.
3: Oh, but which ending did you see? Or did you
2: see all three? Uh, we only watched it once in Oh. Know. I don't even think we finished all of it. <gasps> yeah. Bastards. Yeah.
3: <laughs> no, but uh, send your favorite horror villain... Type it on Twitch or send it to 80srevisited at gmail.com or even post it on the Facebooks or the Twitters at Awesome Pods and all that kind of stuff. But uh, score-wise, what would you give this one, Daniel? She just replied. Oh. <laughs> it's, just, it's so yeah. weird. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah, no, it, not used to this. This is very different for you us. You saw all three. Okay, and good if you one. saw all three, that means you did finish it. I don't remember a lot of it. Good, because we'll do it again. <laughs> Whenever uh, Tim Curry's birthday is
2: approaching for his it, birthday. Score wise, I would this would be close to about an eight five, which is pretty like that's a <laughs>
3: significant score on the Daniel scale.
2: Again, there's there's times where like I'll watch like 30 minutes go do something, watch you know, mm-hmm. I watched a lot of this at once. Like, I didn't want to stop. I mm-hmm. watched it uh, late night, like late at night, like at 10 30, 11 o'clock. I was watching, <laughs> but I'm, I'm
3: glad you liked it. I would give it a 9.2. Yeah, <laughs> one of this would be it's one of those like. You know, if I if I, I can say for with, with all certainty that in a top ten list of my when well, I think the best horror movies and both both a movie a list of like what I think the best horror, made horror movies are and what my favorite ones are this would be on both of them, hmm. like without question, because I mean it's it's visually fantastic yeah. and it's got a great story and a great villain to go along with it because uh, the big one of the biggest things about horror movies is that you have to have that villain that can... Because you don't care. Sometimes a villain makes the movie. Yeah, I mean, in a horror movie, they have to. You don't... You do not go see the newest Halloween movie or the newest Freddy movie or the newest Jason Voorhees movie to see whatever, you know, you know, whatever chick that's going to get naked. I mean, that's a perk, but you don't go to see that. You go to see Jason handle up some business on some, you know, enforcing the wrath of, you know, the Lord. I mean... Like these the, immoral people <laughs> have to die and the moral people
2: live the, yep. big, the big thing about um, uh, like the Saw movies was just the way people died yeah I mean that you go to see the yeah. gore I mean that, that's the only because thing you see that movie because they don't really have a villain really that sh- shows himself often but it was just I mean, the they, ways they, they did have one but it wasn't like Final Destination the ways of dying yeah, I mean, yeah. and Saw just took that and made it all about Rube
3: Goldberg machines that can kill yeah <laughs> and strange ways that make a nonsensical story (sighs) but thankfully we'll never have to do a Saw on this podcast (laughs) or anyone that I'm involved on (laughs) just so you know (laughs) because I don't ever have to want to watch any of those ever again but anyway
2: oh go ahead you know who's a good villain the devil
3: that dude is like you (laughs) know OG (laughs) yeah OG and OP been a lot of movies I mean it's in a, in a sense he's in every movie. <laughs> he's true. the villain in every single movie. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> But that about wraps it up for The Nightmare on This Street. Oh, but I did promise there was something that I wanted to tell you about. Will you please YouTube uh Nightmare on My Street, Jesse? Okay. My good sir. Hopefully, I don't I don't even know if there's a video for this, but <laughs> they got at least have the song Nightmare. <laughs> and Nightmare One of Daniel's favorite actors and musicians Wrote a song about this movie And after this advertisement Actually, uh, we'll we'll go out listening to He's definitely not my favorite musician Oh, come on (laughs) Come on, Daniel
2: Welcome to Miami But
3: anyway, Will Smith uh, Excuse me At this point in his career The Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff Wrote a song about this very movie And uh, pause it real quick we'll go out and oh, listen sure. to it I'll wrap it up real quick uh, but send us an email uh, 80svisit.gmail.com hit us up on Facebook uh, Twitter awesomepods.com uh, don't forget our other awesome pods on the awesome podcast network Geekly Dose Duo attack essentially podcast. why don't you know this proxy report and next week the horrifying conclusion of our Halloween horror hoedown of hideousness as we I can't think of a word that that means watch with an H in <laughs> English uh <laughs> As we H word that means watching Halloween two the sequel to quite possibly my favorite horror movie of all time, so tune in next week to see how that goes. But in but we leave you this week with Will with excuse me the Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff's classic, A Nightmare on My
2: Street. That's good, Cowbunga.
1: (laughs) Hold on, hold on. You gotta say goodbye. Let's just tune it. So you
2: are. Oh, and I'm Trey Harris, Daniel San Angelo, Jesse Sedgley.
1: Ask it. <laughs> <Come> on, <then>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now I have a story that I'd like to tell about this guy you all know me and he's scared as hell He comes to me a night after I call him bed He's burnt up like a wings I remember it right, and we had just gotten back off tour last night. So the gang and I thought that it would be groovy if we summon up the posse and dumb brushed the movie. I got Angie, Jeff got Tina, Reddy Rock got some girl I've never seen in my life. That was alright though, cause the lady was chill. Then we dipped to the theater, set to ill, buggin', Cole having a ball. And something about Elm Street was the movie we saw The way it started was decent, you know, nothing real fancy About this homeboy named Fred and this girl named Nancy But word, when it was over, I said, yo, that was death And everything seemed all right when we left But when I got home and laid down to sleep That began the nightmare Nightmare. on on my street My room, like an oven, my bed so sweat, and Man, I was bugging. I checked the clock, it didn't stop at 12 30. It had melted, it was so darn hot, and I was thirsty. I wanted something cool to quench my thirst. I thought to myself, yo, this heat is the worst. But when I got downstairs, I noticed something was wrong. I was home all alone, but the TV was on. I thought nothing of it as I grabbed the remote. I pushed the power button, and then I almost choked when I heard this awful voice coming from behind. It said, you letter, now you must die. man, I ain't even wait to see who it was. Broke outside in my drawers, and screamed so long, cuz. Got halfway up the block, I calmed down and stopped screaming and Oh, I get it, I must be dreaming I stroll back home with a grin on my grill I figured since this is a dream, I might as well get ill I walked in the house, the big bad fresh prince But Freddy killed all that noise real quick He grabbed me by my neck and said Here's what we we'll we got a lot of work here Me and you, the souls of your friends, you and I I can get some sleep. But give me a call and maybe we'll hang out next week. I pat him on the shoulder, said thanks for stopping by. Then I opened up the door and said, Take care, guy. He got mad, drew back his arm, and slashed my shirt. <laughs> I laughed at first and thought, Hold up, that hurt. It wasn't a dream, man. This guy was for real. I said, Freddy, uh, How it been an awful mistake here? No further words. And then I darted upstairs. Crashed through my door, then jumped on my bed. Pulled the covers up over my head, said, Fred. He jumped on my bed but through the covers with his paws, tried to get me. But my alarm went off and then silence. It was a whole new day. I thought I wasn't scared of him anyway until I noticed those rips in my sheets and that was proof that there had been a nightmare on my street. Jeff, answer! Come on, man. Uh, Jeff, it's Chris, man. Jeff, wake up! Jeff, wake up! What do you want? Jeff, wake up, man. Listen to me, Jeff. Jeff, tomorrow. listen. What Jeff, you Jeff would you listen to me? Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Man. Jeff, listen to me. Don't so, go to so sleep, Jeff. Tomorrow, Jeff, Jeff.